Welcome to Radically Curious Conversations, a podcast that explores the world around us by asking big questions about business, art, life, and culture. I'm Tiffany Cooper. I'm in the business of helping people communicate effectively and tell stories as a performing artist and as an executive public speaking coach. And I'm Jessica Gomez, a civic entrepreneur and tech CEO that is passionate about transforming communities and empowering others to reach their full potential. You know, Tiffany, what if we all remained more open and focused our energy on trying to better understand the world around us before passing judgment on others? Oh, oh my gosh, it would be so much better, wouldn't it? It would. You know, we know that we don't have all the answers, but our goal each week is to leave you feeling both inspired and connected to the world around you. You know, I struggle with this this phrase, work-life balance. (laughs) What is work-life balance to you? Because I really don't know. You know, I struggle with it too. I am constantly renegotiating the definition of work-life balance. I think ultimately it's the equilibrium between your personal life and your career life. And I, I, in a way, I feel like it, 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 if you're doing it well, it bleeds into each other. I don't think there's a separation when you're doing it well, but the, the key is how to do it in general and then do it well. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. I think, you know, for me personally, I don't know that I have much work-life balance. I mean, they just so overlap. Um, When we started the company, it was all business all the time. And that just encompassed every part of our life. And then slowly, you know, you start to build some external sort of you know, outlets. And, but that really never, never sort of completely went away. So, you know, when I think of work-life balance, I, I just, you know, I, I think, wow, if, if I had to take time away from thinking about work, I don't know what would fill that space for me now. I know. And do you think that it's, you know, when I think about work-life balance, is it, is it important? I mean, what's the risk of not balancing your life in that way? What's the risk? Yeah, I, I think what I've, what I've heard a lot of people talk about is burnout, right? Mm -hmm. The the stress of just being on all the time. And I've definitely, I've definitely felt that at Mm -hmm. at times. I do too. Uh, I I feel like there's a burnout, especially with technology. When I think about, you know, technology, there's a, there's a, there's a catch 22. I think that on one hand, you have technology that makes life great because you're even more efficient where you can really dedicate time to your passion projects and take vacation and just, you know, live your life. And then the other side, I feel like you can be, you can succumb to the technology and where it, it stresses you out even more where you have chronic stress. So I think, you know, technology, we live in a completely different world now where, you know, technology is becoming increasingly more part of our lives. Um, so I don't know. I just feel yeah, like, you know, it's taken over a bit, right? I mean, there's there's definitely um, not as many boundaries around 
when to contact, you know, a coworker or text them about a question. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's perfectly fine. And then I think for other people, they really, um, they really struggle with how to turn off that part of your brain that's always engaged in work. And mm-hmm. you do need a, a break from that. I read, I have a hard time sleeping, right? So mm-hmm. I read at night and, and that disengages um, my brain a little bit. And, and so I find it helpful. Um, I can't do, I can't read the news every 24 seven. I yes. have to read like one of those, you know, novels that just, <laughs> you know, completely transfor- transports you to like a different realm, right? <laughs> Well, I'm the same way. You know, I do my yoga. I I try to do meditation and prayer in the morning. Uh, exercise is part of my ritual. For me, I'm a really big, um, I'm a creature of habit in terms of rituals. I, I believe in rituals are really great because it just sets the tone for the day for me. Um, so I try to stick to some kind of like ritual that keeps me in the zone, that keeps me balanced and keeps me focused. But earlier you talked about, and I want to shift gears here. You talked about job, job. Um, so is there a difference between having a job and having a career? Are they the same in one or do you think they are separate? Because for me, I think a job is short-term and a career is long-term. A job is something that is immediate, that's, that is uh, fitting the needs of your your immediate needs right now. I think a career is heading toward the, the lane of your purpose. What are you designed to do? It's long-term. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, and they're, they're not, um, they can be one and the same. Um, you know, when I think of a job, I think of, um, you know, what you do for money to support yourself. And, and um, that can be monotonous sometimes. Um, it can be, you know, challenging to stay engaged in that, depending on, on what you choose to do for work. And it, it may not fulfill you in, in um, that sort of way where you walk away saying, I really did something important today. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about a career, it's, it's yes, it's what, what you might do for money, but it's also more than that. It's, it's fulfilling that sort of higher purpose um, you know, for yourself, for your community, um, in your family. It it's becomes more of a part of you and, and how you approach life in general and how you sort of, what you want to be, what your legacy. Absolutely. Be. I love that, what you said, legacy, because that's the, that's the key. You know, I've, I've been thinking about this question for a long time. And, you know, the whole idea of a job, I think your job can change in life, but your purpose in life never changes. And yeah. so I think if you focus on the purpose, you'll find that career, you'll, you'll, the job will just, you know, you can have many jobs have nothing to do with your purpose. But I think if you're finding the thing that feeds your soul, um, and, and that also you are operating in your skill sets, we know that if you don't operate in all of your gifts, and your talents, then and they're not being used, and you're not going to be fulfilled. And that affects your well being. So I think the whole thing of work life balance is focus, the foundation is well being, right? What yeah. is well being for you? The question is, what is well being for you? If you can focus on the well being, then you will then focus on how much of work do I need to let go and how much of home I need to let go or how much I need to take on. That's just yeah. dance. And I think the dance <laughs> never stops. The whole work-life balance is a dance and I'm constantly dancing. I haven't figured it out, but I'm at peace with 
my work-life balance at this time in my life than I did maybe say 10 years ago. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel really uh, fortunate because in my own life, um, I, I maybe because I've kind of gotten past the, the job, the sort of utilitarian part of my career and I'm doing things that are really fulfilling, that it doesn't feel as um, unbalanced where, you know, if you're going to an office or, you know, you're working on a project with a team and, and at the end of the day, your outlet is to go in and do something very different. I, I feel like that is where you really need to create some boundaries so that you can have that time to, to fulfill the other parts of your life and, and, you know, your sort of higher purpose. Um, but when they're one and the same, they just sort of bleed together. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be stressful and feel overwhelming. And sometimes it's, it, it can be really transformational. Um, but I know, you know, for, for my parents and, and grandparents, I mean, I think that the work-life balance, there was much more, much more of a defined work schedule, home schedule, especially for, for women, right? Because, you know, you go to work, um, if you're a working mom and you, you know, five, six o'clock comes around, you've got to run to the grocery store, you've got to, you know, deal with um, kids and family and that in itself can be really overwhelming and that's where you you uh, it's important to to think about self-care right self-care is huge I mean what you're talking about I just want to back up but you're talking about you know your 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 parents and stuff I just know like the the baby boomers between um born between 1945 and 1960 right after World War II that was a generation where they suffered a lot of hardship at, at young age and so you know, finding employment and finding a job that can, that was able to uh, financially keep them afloat was very, very, wasn't a small feat. And yeah. so that generation craved, uh, craved stability and valued in, in employment. So, and they stayed at companies for a very long time and then, mm -hmm. you know, rose up to senior positions, but they have this, this, those who have risen up in the same company for many years have this chronic, um, stress level because they have not had that was not exposed to them the whole work-life balance it was about employment and it was about finding the job and you work as long as you need to work and you mm -hmm. do as many hours you need to do and you do your job and that's the lines were not clear and so well, we financial stability financial stability and that's because that was a generation that valued that right so I mean there's something to be said about what that looks like I think now we're, we're in the self-help age where we have a lot of tools and we've got a lot of um, education out there that we can grab. I think the problem is, is so much education out there, a lot of tools. How do you know where to look? Where do you grab? What do you know, which is right for you? Right. So I think it's trial and error. That's why I say that work-life balance for me, at least is a dance because it changes constantly. And I think you have to be okay with not getting everything done on that to-do list. I have to confess that when I first started hearing that term, oh, it irritated me. <laughs> I just it like, I'm like, listen, if I have, you know, another person that comes into the office for a, a job interview that says, I need work-life balance, I think I'm just going to freak out. <laughs> You're like, what is it? You know, it's so funny. I, I, I was asking my husband about that the other day. I said, what is work-life balance? And he's really big on that. He said, you know, I've had so many jobs where I didn't have a balance. Yeah. And it was out of balance and it was affecting my health where I went to the doctor and the doctor said, you know, 
um, you've got to make some changes, right? So yeah. he was forced into really defining what that meant for him. And now he's, he has a clear line. He's like, oh, I will work until this time. And if I don't get it done, it'll all get it done tomorrow. If I don't, uh, there's, there's a thing called weekends. I'll get that done on the weekend. If I don't get it on the weekend, I'll get it on Monday. And, you know, he set these boundaries and he's healthier. It's like, oh, I'm going to, I've got four or five meetings, but you know what? I'm going to take a break and walk around the lake. I'm going to do two yeah. miles. You know, the, the health impacts, that, that's a real thing. And I experienced that uh, for me. I, there, was a, there was a time, and I feel great now, but probably about 10 years ago, um, maybe a little bit longer than that, I was, there was a time where I don't know what was going on, maybe anxiety attack or something. And I remember uh, I, one day I just, I came into the office and the only thing I could do was talk very softly and try not to move because I would get like this stabbing pain. <laughs> like, oh no. Like, yeah. Kind of like almost what? not quite in the chest, but like a little in the, in the stomach. And then I went, you know, there's nothing really wrong with me. And if I stayed very still, everything was fine. But the minute I tried to turn my head or oh, lift no. my hand or type or talk on the phone, bam, it would be back. Oh, and wow. it lasted probably like three or four days. Um, and I, it finally started to, to let up a little bit and it never came back after that. It was, was like- it because of stress, do you think it was because I think of so, stress? yeah. It was like forcing you to just be stationary, right? I mean, what can you do? If all you have to, you just can stare off into space, you can't even- <laughs> Well, you know, I do, that's a really good point about health. I think that's one of the reasons why people will go on these retreats yeah. to get away, to force themselves. Like, cause they know that, you know what, I don't have the ability to create work-life balance model for myself. So I'm just going to enroll in some kind of program or some kind of retreat that forces you to like slow down and take inventory of the things that really matter at that moment, rather than um, what you haven't accomplished, you know, it's not a time to beat up on yourself. It's yeah. a time to recharge, knowing how to recharge. Yeah, exactly. Did you guys ever, you and Tori ever watch that movie couples retreat? Have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. I, I, oh, I well, you know, I, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. It's on my list. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> it's very funny. And it always reminds me, you know, when I hear retreat, right. It reminds me of that movie. It's about this uh, you know, the, these two couple, this main couple, and, and they're getting ready to, to get a divorce and their last ditch effort is to go on this retreat, but they can't afford it, to, you know, <laughs> to go by themselves. So they have to get their friends to come <laughs> to help <laughs> get like the package deal. And it's all about their experience on this retreat and all this, you know, kind of hippy dippy stuff that, you know, they were, they were actually there um, they ended up, you know, the idea was that they were really supposed to be working on their relationships, not actually uh -huh. just on vacation. <laughs> that is so funny. But I think like, that's the thing. I think part of working on a relationship is when you're the most relaxed. Yeah. Like, like, I think like when I do these walks in the middle of the day or in the, at the end of the day, I feel like I have most, you know, if I'm walking with my husband or a friend, I have the most meaningful conversations because I'm relaxed. That's mm. what I'm working on. I think you work on the things you need to work on when you're at a relaxed state, when it's not so calculated, right? There's structure, yeah. there's structure, but there's, you know, it, it happens naturally in flow. And I feel like some people are, at least I'm not very good at, at getting into that state where I can sort of let go of some of that sort of, 
I don't know, anxiety, external stress, whatever I mean, might be when I go away. I mean, it takes me a good, I would say four days before I start, stop worrying about what so you, time we're getting up and, you know, getting out the door at a specific time or what we're going to do that day. I mean, it's, it, it's definitely for me, it, it takes a little bit to kind of let go of some of those, some of those sort of just general things that you do without even realizing it. So are you saying that the fourth day is when you can just start jumping on yeah. the tables and dancing? <laughs> <laughs> it takes that long for you to say, I can, uh, you know, I'm ready to dance. What do you want to uh, do today? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. It's like, I don't care. Um, yeah. The only thing I think about on the beach is do I read a book or do I have another cocktail? Those are the two things that you want, <laughs> the two options, but you, you're absolutely right. Sometimes it takes longer, but I think it takes, the, it takes longer, the more stress that you have. Yeah. Then, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and you know yourself, you know that, okay, me doing a week, vacation is not going to cut it because it's going to take that kind of long, it's taking that long for me to relax. And so I, so I go back to that whole concept of knowing yourself. You have to know that dance between work life and balance is very personal. It's not a subscribe. This is the way you do it because it's different for every family, every mm -hmm. individual, every body, right? Yeah. I mean, do you think that it's something that we... Do you feel like it's worth like work-life balance is something that we should be striving for, or should we just be looking at ways to sort of incorporate more life into our work? And, and I ask this because a lot of, you know, especially right now we're in sort of still in, in lockdown mode, mm -hmm. um, due to the pandemic and, and everything that's going on and kids have been home from school and parents are stressed and, our office here is very, you know, kid friendly, right? Um, and so, you know, we have a couple of people that will bring their kids to work just, you know, I will do the same thing or work from home just to try to um, at least have some chance at managing both almost simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're kind of moving closer and closer to that with some of the tools that we have, computers, internet access everywhere, um, is that, do you, I always wonder, is that going to be more overwhelming for people or is it actually helpful? You know, I think it's just individual. I really do because every family is different and every individual is different. Their, their threshold is different. I mean, like, I'm curious about like you and your husband, you guys work together, right? You, yeah. you own your own company. What is that like with work-life balance? Does it exist? Do are there clear lines like no talking about work at home? To me, that would seem harder when you're working with your partner or someone or a family member. Uh, where do you draw the lines? I don't think we do. We so I guess the the good thing is we started out we met at work, um, oh. and so we never really. I guess we never, um, we, because that's where we started and, and we met there and we became friends at work. It's always been sort of a normal part of our relationship. Uh, we work together really well. So there are, I would say he's better at kind of tuning out than I am. You know, he'll come home and, you know, immediately I want to know what's going on. You know, how did this work out? Or mm -hmm. you know, were you able to, to get this done? And, and you know, he's he's more on the operational side and I'm on the business side as, you know, CEO. So it's a different dynamic, you know, and my my job is to kind of 
keep tabs on on everything that's happening. And there have been times in our relationship where it has definitely um, it has definitely been tough. It, it's it's impacted how we interact with each other. I mean, uh, there was a couple of years ago where he threatened to quit on me. Mm. Oh no, that would have like, been. He was like, "That's it." I mean, I'm it's done. funny now, but I know it. it yeah, I'm done. I don't. Funny. I don't feel like doing this <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, hun, how about how about your own office? Well, that. <laughs> Um, I will hire a chef at work. So you have to go out for lunch with that work. Yeah. That's- it, turned out, it turned out that that's what he really needed to maintain his sanity. And, and also too, I tried to stop. Um, I, I tried to, to sort of create a little bit more space at home. That was just home life. And, and, you know, so that he had a chance to unwind because I can just go and go and go. Yes. And, I, and everyone know, eventually I'll burn out, but, but <laughs> Yeah, some people need that because because that will increase their stress level, right? If he kept going, going, going. And yeah. we have a thing here, you know, in our house, um, I don't. I try to give my husband space and he does the same for me. And so usually after dinner is when we discuss, like, if it has to be work, we'll discuss. Mm. But it's not the minute you come home. I've learned that, like, getting off work and talking about work is not <laughs> the definition oh, of balance, it's right? It's such a hard habit for me. It's a think. hard habit. And it, it doesn't create... Uh, meaningful conversations and it doesn't solve issues or problems. Mm. You know, that's what I've learned that it doesn't solve problems when you attack it head on. You need space between issues, problems, outlooks, perspectives. You need space in between that. Yeah, um, both, and both you and your husband have uh, you, different jobs in, and they're demanding in very different ways. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and so Learn. We, you, we, we, we've talked about that. Okay. So what do you need? He'll tell me, this is what I need. And I tell him what I need and we've got it. We've got it down. I mean, it's a dance. Like I said, it's always changing, but we're great with it. We know that walking and exercise is one of the things I exercise a lot, but taking these little nature walks in middle of the day or snow walks, because we're, Mm -hmm. you know, in the snow town um, or, you know, finding a way to do yoga some kind of physical activity challenges the mind differently. You tap into different things. And so I feel like um, that is one of the things. Now, you know, exercise is not for everybody when it comes to work balance. You know, there are other ways that people find, people read, people um, do some art projects. What are some other ways you think people- You would be very proud of me. I started exercising. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. When, okay, when did that happen? You you know what it was is- um, you know what happened is uh, last year. So normally I'm, you know, in the office and you know stuck on my desk, and I feel like I don't have enough time to even do the other things that I want to do, let alone exercise. And what happened is I have a, a neighbor, and uh, she came over one day and she's like, "Oh, come to this new gym thing with me." This is mm-hmm. before the pandemic, like right before. Um, you know, we're doing this uh, clothing, you know, sales swap thing to raise money. And they're doing like little mini classes, you know, so you can see what it's like. And, and the gym is literally walking distance from my house. And I said, oh, okay. I didn't really feel like going, but I, but I did. And I did this little bar workout, this mini class while uh-huh. I was at, you know, it was wine and then like workout, which is kind of weird. <laughs> not so, reverse, so not workout and then had, wine, but wine before workout. <laughs> exactly. So I had 
two glasses of wine and then did this little mini workout. And Tiffany, I thought I was going to die. I was so out of shape. It was horrible. Oh my God. I was sore for like, oh gosh, more than a week. I mean, like to the point where like I was in pain after maybe 15 minutes. This is a 15 minute workout. I was like, oh no, this is... (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of too, because the thing is, is that now you can't be in denial. Now, you no. know what the marker is. Like, I, am, I, mean, I have not met the threshold of being in shape. Yeah. You know? Like an 80 year old woman. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even work out for 10, 15 minutes. It's really, so then after that, um, I, I decided I was going to try to go to the classes right there, uh-huh. but I can't just go to the classes because I, I am not up to par, right? It's embarrassing. So, so what did you so, do? So I got on YouTube, right? And I, my idea was I'm going to work out on, you know, watching YouTube videos, um, to try to get up to speed so I can go to the real class and not embarrass myself in front of everyone. <laughs> did that work? It did. I never made it to the real class. So now I just do, <laughs> I you do YouTube right. videos, workouts, because nobody can really, I mean, it's really, you have to wear a, a mask in the gym, which, you know, is kind of sweaty and gross. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that at least that, that prompted you to even consider working out. Right. So, yeah. I mean, without the lockdown, you probably would said, ah, I don't need that. But now that's incorporated in your, well, you know, your, um, your balanced life. And right? I, it's and like I your love it. And you know what the greatest thing about um, doing the, you know, working out consistently mm-hmm. that I never, I never even knew is that I can completely zone out. I, my, it's again, you know, I was talking earlier about reading before I go to sleep and I've had to have like, you know, a novel that is not reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has like a very similar impact where it's like, my brain is just so focused on what my body is doing that it really, it makes space to kind of, you know, release some of that, some of that stress. And I feel much better, much more sort of capable of, taking on the challenges of the day, right? I feel Yes, I feel the same way. That's one of the reasons why, you know, the endorphins are going. You, I think you, you, you think better. You, Mm -hmm. uh, you're just more task oriented. You're knocking stuff off. I mean, you have the energy, you're not making excuses and it just, it just puts you in a better mood. I mean, these are, it's like medicine. You know, maybe I am, I do have a little bit more work-life balance now after my workouts. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, that's part of the well-being. We talked about well-life balance, having that well-being, you know, it's yeah. part of the foundation is the well-being. What is well-being for you? Yeah. Because if you don't have the well-being, you know, the mental part, I guess the emotional part, spiritual part, the separation, like you and Pat, you know, you have the, you have that space mm-hmm. that creates ah, that you can just take a breath, then you can take on the, the task of the day or the issues that come through. But I think if you're trying to do everything, you can't be at 20, you know, the level 20, every second of the day, every single day, you just burn out. No, so you can't. Important, you know, yeah. it's stress. And those who have that, that say, oh, you can keep working and working. Those folk who get up at four o'clock and go to 12 o'clock and, and, you know, and if you have a job like that, God bless you. But for those who say that's how you work, I wonder how long you can, you can continue to do that and still, honor, you know, your well-being and your purpose. I don't, you know, I don't know about how, if this is, 
if you've experienced this, but I think, you know, part of, part of the reason why I've sort of hesitated over time to kind of do more self-care, like take the time to, to go get the massage or go for the walk or take the bath that, that I would like to, is I just feel guilty sometimes for taking that time. It's like, you know, the world is, you know, you know, maybe falling apart or there's a lot going on. Um, and I'm going to go and get a massage. And I, well, you know, you know, listen, there are a lot of more ridiculous people who do a lot more than that. You're like, I'm going to go shopping. And I'm a big believer in bubble baths because bubble baths are just equivalent to a massage um, because it releases lactic acids in the muscle. So that is part of what, what, okay. So I, I'm the opposite view. You feel guilty. I feel no guilt. That's awesome. I feel no guilt. It's because I've learned that in order for me to operate at a very high level, I got to maintain myself. It's like JLo. JLo won't just go out there and do the Super Bowl. What does she do? She wakes up at like, you know, six o'clock and does her workout at 745. And then she's on a mission at nine o'clock or, and she's like going, it's, it's, it's like, she's training like an Olympic athlete. And, well, and but, I mean, but, but in order, if you but she takes like a bubble her, bath right? every day, <laughs> she takes a bubble bath right after her workout. I'm just giving you an example of that. In order to operate at a very high level, like be an athlete, you have to maintain yourself. And ways of maintaining yourself is that self-care. That's part of the the ingredients. I believe part of the medicine, part of the, mm-hmm. the you can't do one without the other and expect to be great. You have to, how do you maintain yourself? Because you're going to age. How are you going to keep at that level if you're not maintaining, not just your physical being, but we talked about earlier, what feeds your soul. That's part of that whole work-life balance that we talked about technology being able to help you be more efficient today. So you can focus on those passion projects and take vacation and whatnot. That's a a really, it's a great way to look at, to look at that. I just, gosh, you know, I, even now I, I still struggle. Maybe it's just the, maybe it's that Latin culture, right? They call it Latin guilt. You know, you're just guilty for everything. No matter what you do, <laughs> it's always, it's always something, right? You're guilty you for know. not spending enough time with your kids or guilty about not spending enough time with your husband or, or, you know, maybe you ate too much or, you know, bought, you know, the, the jeans that you bought were too expensive or, although I have a little bit gotten over the, the expensive clothes thing, sort of. And my oh. justification for that is that if I wear it like enough times, like the per wear cost. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have to, you have to factor in the per, per right? wear. Right. I, I mean, yes. otherwise, you know, I would be very guilty about that one. <laughs> well, I think part of why you, 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 you feel guilty too, because you've got, you know, you've got the hustle in your DNA. You've got the hustle, right? You've got that hustling. And when you hustle, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't stop. You yeah. just keep going, going. So the hustleness is in your DNA. And so that's something you're fighting against, but maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I feel like we could talk all day about, you know, work-life balance. What's one nugget that you hope our listeners will take away? I think the important thing to take away is that it's different for everyone. And if you feel good and energized and happy with, the work that you're doing with the amount of, you know, energy that, that you have when you get home, then you're probably in really good shape. But if you're feeling like 
you are running this sort of marathon that's never going to end, I, I think at that point, it's probably time to start thinking about how to bring down your stress level because you can't do it forever. Mm-mm. You really cannot do that forever. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it, the takeaway for me would be just to realize it's a dance and it's constantly changing and be forgiving and just move with the flow yeah. of your life and just try to make it where it bleeds together in some way. I love um, that. That's beautiful. Tiffany. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I, I knew there's a reason why I like you, Jessica. <laughs> we don't have all the answers but our goal each week is to leave you the listeners feeling both inspired and connected to the world around you so we want to hear from you give us new topics and things to talk about we want to thank you for joining in on our conversation today and if you are curious about life business art and culture like us please join us weekly for new episodes and subscribe see you next time